Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray.
Almighty and everlasting God, give unto us the increase of faith, hope, and charity, and that we may obtain that which thou dost promise. Make us to love that which thou dost command. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. reading from Jeremiah. For thus says the Lord, sing aloud with gladness for Jacob, and raise shouts for the chief of the nations. Proclaim, give praise, and say, the Lord has saved his people, the remnants of Israel. Behold, I will bring them from the north country, gather them from the fathers, fathers' parts of the earth, among them the blind and the lame and the woman with child, and her who has labor pains, together a great company, and they shall return here with weeping, and they shall come, and with consolation, and I will bring them back, and will make them walk by brooks of water in a straight path in which they shall not stumble. For I am a father to Israel, and Ephraim is my firstborn. The word of the Lord. reading from Hebrews. The former priests were many in number because they were prevalent, prevented by, from, by death from continuing in office. But he holds his priesthood permanently because he continues forever. Consequently, he is able for all times to save those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make an inter intercession for them for if it was fitting that he should have such a high priest, holy, blameless, unstained, separated from sinners, exalted above the heavens, he has no need, like those high priests who offer sacrifices daily, first for his own sins and then for those of the people. 
He did this one for all when he offered up himself. Indeed, the laws appoint men to their weaknesses in high place and high priest. But the words of the oath, which come later than the law, appoints a son who has been made perfect forever. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ according to Saint Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus and his disciples came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, take heart, rise, he is calling you. And throwing off his mantle, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Master, let me receive my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed him on the way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There is something inherently important about the road. There is something intrinsically spiritual about the road. Charles Kuralt won the heart of America by his television segments out on the road. Jack Kerouac defined a post-war generation 
on the road. The road is a very important part of our lives. Whether it is a Sunday afternoon drive through the countryside, windows rolled down, or a trip to the beach, car loaded down, hopes high, stress melting with every twist and turn. Memory is crowded with the road. I remember sitting in the back seat of my family's Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, an imaginary line drawn down the middle of the seat to keep my sister and me from fighting. I remember looking out the window and wondering as we drove down back roads about the lives of the people we passed, what they were like. I remember the excitement and at times the anguish of every trip the road brought. I remember very well the first time I broke down on the road. I was driving an ancient pickup truck back from South Georgia very late one night when I was only 15, back when you could drive when you were 15. Somewhere around Demopolis, the generator gave out, which should tell you how old the pickup truck was, and the lights began to dim. I couldn't see. I felt very alone. I stood on the shoulder of US 80, some miles outside of town in the darkness, before cell phones, without a friend, not knowing what to do. And I began to learn that the road is not always fine and lovely. Life revealed that the road can also be a lonely place, a terrifying place, a treacherous place. Driving to Columbus, Georgia to bury my grandfather, I learned the road can be sad and painful as well. The road is all these things. Lovely, lonely, hopeful, terrifying. Whether driving to vacation or to bury a loved one, driving to pick up your first date, driving to the hospital to visit the sick, the road makes up our lives. It gives us purpose. Our brother St. Mark understands the importance of the road very well. In fact, the idea of the road, the way, hodos in Greek, forms an extremely important theme in his gospel. Now these last few weeks, the gospel reading in Mark has made a literary motif out of the road. The road is the way of the cross. And this week we see the climax of the road, of this motif. This theme of the way or the road begins in St. Mark's eighth chapter, two back from where we are today. Jesus is in the town of Bethsaida, a town well north of Jerusalem. And while in the town, Jesus heals a blind man when some men bring that blind man to Jesus and these men that bring him beg Jesus to touch the man and to heal him. So Jesus takes the blind man outside of the village, spits upon his eyes, touches him, restoring his sight. Now it's of note that at this point, the man never asks to be healed, it is his friends. Then there is no mention of faith, only the power of Jesus giving sight to the blind. Now after healing this nameless blind man, Jesus and the disciples head to the villages of Caesarea Philippi 
And while they are on the road, the way, Jesus asks them the famous question, who do men say that I am? And we get the even more famous answer from Peter, you are the Christ. Now immediately following Peter's bold and brave confession, Jesus gives the first of three passion predictions on the road. Jesus tells him that the Son of Man must suffer many things, be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. We all remember Peter is spiritually blind to the purpose of the road, of the way. And he rebukes Jesus for saying such things. God forbid it, Lord. Now from Caesarea Philippi, Jesus and the band of disciples turn south toward Jerusalem. Jesus sets out on the road, on the way, to battle once and for all the powers and forces of evil and death. And although the band journeys with Jesus, a great troop follows him, they are blind to the mean, meaning and purpose of the road. St. Mark records this. And they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asks them, what were you discussing on the road? But they were silent, for on the way they had discussed with one another who was the greatest. It's a scene of great irony. Jesus on the road, journeying to destroy evil and death, going to Jerusalem to suffer and to die, making the way of the cross, and his disciples, those who follow him, arguing over who is the greatest among them. They are seeking personal honor and glory as Jesus walks to his death. The cost of being a disciple of Jesus Christ is very high as the followers of Jesus learn further down the road. In the region of Judea, beyond the Jordan River, Mark records, a rich man approaches Jesus and asks him what he must do to inherit eternal life. Jesus gives the rich man a very costly answer, which we heard two weeks ago. You lack one thing. Go sell what you have, give to the poor. You will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. Follow me on the road. The conversation which Jesus has with the rich man has a direct connection to the way of the cross, to the road. It's of great note that the rich man was offered an identical invitation as were the disciples at Jesus' first prediction of his passion on the beginning of the road. Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me on the road. So right and left, the followers of Jesus either are blind to the true nature and purpose of the road Jesus walks, or they refuse to walk with Jesus on the road because of earthly concerns. As they begin to walk the road again, Jesus for the third time predicts his passion and death. And the disciples, it seems, begin to understand a little bit more about the nature of the journey they take with Jesus. And they were on the road, Mark records in the eighth chapter, going to Jerusalem, and Jesus was walking ahead of them, and they were amazed, and those who followed, afraid. 
and those who followed afraid. As we remember from last week, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, asked Jesus for a special place of honor to sit at his right hand and at his left. Again, the irony of the road. Jesus walking to suffer and die, James and John asking for honor and glory. To further clarify their blindness, Jesus asks them the question, you don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink or to be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? And they answer, yes, we are. Jesus tells them very clearly, you have no idea what you're talking about. To sit in glory with Jesus is to be martyred, is to give your life for the cause of salvation, is to be hated by the world. And now this morning we have the climax of the narrative of being on the road, the way of the cross in the town of Jericho. Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus asks blind Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? Now, this is an extremely important question, a critical question. Given those on the road with Jesus have been arguing over who was the greatest and who may sit at the right and left hand of Jesus and not willing to give up their personal possessions, Bartimaeus answers, Master, that I may receive my sight, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus, because of the great faith of Bartimaeus, grants him his sight and tells him to go on his way, to go on his road, his journey. But Bartimaeus, who was blind and who now sees, does not go his own way. Rather, he immediately receives his sight and follows Jesus on the road, on the way of the cross. Bartimaeus, who begged for money, who begged Jesus for mercy, who begged Jesus for his very life, gives us an example of faith. The literary motif of St. Mark is presented in such a way that it forces a question upon all who read it, upon all the followers of Jesus, upon all who come into contact. If we are to follow Jesus, if we are to join Jesus on the road, who do we say that he is? What do we seek from him? And what are we willing to give up to walk with him on the road? Peter answers correctly, you are Christ, but fails to understand those words, thinking in worldly terms of power, terms of politics. Many of the disciples desired from Jesus earthly power and prominence, demanded it almost demanded places of honor and glory. They desired from Jesus wealth and privilege and popularity. The rich man learned that to follow Jesus on the road, you must be willing to give everything you own away, to throw it away. Or that you must hold as nothing everything in your life, everything in this world but Christ, whom you must count as everything. 
Bartimaeus shows us who Jesus is when he cries for mercy. He knows that Jesus is the only one who can heal him. He knows that Jesus is the only one who can save him. He knows that Jesus is the only one who can make him whole, to give him sight, to give him life. And for that, Bartimaeus is willing to follow Jesus down the road, forsaking all else, even his own life, his own road. If we follow Jesus on the road, if we walk the way of the cross, we must be willing to give up everything in this world for the cause of Jesus. We must understand that we will not gain earthly power by following Jesus, but most likely a hatred from the world. We must see Jesus not as someone who will give us power and prominence, places of authority and position, but as the only one who can show us mercy as the only one who can heal us, make us whole, who can save our souls from death itself. We must cry out to Jesus, as did the blind beggar, have mercy. While the roads we travel and the journeys we take comprise the memories of our life, the road we walk with Jesus and the journey we take with Jesus has twists and turns indeed will be at the same time lovely and difficult, filled with glories and mourning. But my brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, the road we walk with Jesus must be central to all our other journeys. It must be the most important journey we take, for it is the only one that can save our souls. In the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Eternally begotten,
with all our heart and with all our minds, let us pray to the Lord, saying, Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above, for the loving kindness of God, and for the salvation of our souls, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the world, for the welfare of the Holy Church of God, and for the unity of all people, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For Duncan, our bishop, Jeffrey, our priest, and for all the clergy and people, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For Barack, our president, and for the leaders of the nations, and for all in authority, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the city of Laurel, Jones County, and for every city and community, and for those who live in them, let us pray to the Lord. For the good earth which God has given us, and for the wisdom and will to conserve it, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for the aged and infirm, for the widowed and orphans, and for the sick and the suffering, especially Easton Adams, Erica Adams, Alfredo Adams, Kay Anderson, John Barnett, Ann Bennett, Dewey Blackledge, Suzanne Boyd, Beth Boykin, Jean Jackson Bullock, James Ray Bush, Bill Chancellor, Lucas Araldo, Mary Kraft, Andy Dunlap, Sylvia Ellis, Ethan Estes, Michelle Gibson, Vicki Glenn, Bill Hersom, Jeff Huffmaster, Leroy Jensen, Josie Jett, Brian Jones, Ken Jordan, Pat Killen, Mary Lou Lott, Ella McAllister, George McBride, Cameron McLaurin, Nita McRae, Jean Miller, Mike Meek, Deborah Nichols, Whitney Pickering, Barbara Piper, Jody Pilgrim, Carol Prevost, Jenny Lou Kwong, Ashley Rogers, Kathleen Sanders, Diane Scott, Joel Scott, Danny Shouse, Aileen Sims, John Robert Sims, Don Smith, Ella Smith, Wendy Sneed, Carolyn Ruth Stansel, Tony Stylus, Joyce Thames, Martha Jane Taylor, Mary Wade, Shirley Walter, Holly Warren, Arlene Wright, and Lisa Worrell. Let us pray to the Lord. For your handmaids with a child, especially Elizabeth Hancock and Megan Elizabeth Rotter. And for those celebrating birthdays this week, especially Carol McDaniel, Celeste Yall, and Paula Watkins. For those celebrating anniversaries this week, especially Warren and Marsha Holiday, let us pray to the Lord. For the protection of the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad, especially John Asbell, Luis the Balthazar, Chase Bradshaw, John Brewer, Michael Buechler, Michael Cahill, Mark Carter, Melissa Kleckler, 
Stan Harris, Jay Holloway, Scott Howell, Eric Jamalo, Walton Lucky, Calvin Powell, Harold Russell, Michael Thomas, Joe Vinson, James Warner, Mark Waters, and Wyatt Welch. Let us pray to the Lord. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute, for prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them, let us pray to the Lord. For all who have died in the hope of the resurrection, especially Robert Collins, and for all the departed, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for deliverance from all danger, violence, oppression, and degradation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for the absolution and remission of our sins and offenses, let us pray to the Lord. Lord that we may end our lives in faith and hope, without suffering and without reproach, let us pray to the Lord. Lord Defend us, deliver us, and in thy compassion protect us, O Lord, by thy grace. Lord in the communion of the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, St. John our patron, and of all the saints, let us commend ourselves and one another in all our life to Christ our God. O Lord Jesus Christ, who still today dost tread the busy thoroughfares of life in readiness to heal and save, open our eyes that we may recognize thy presence, open our hearts that we may trust thy love for us, open our lips that we may joyfully confess thee before men. We ask it for thy dear name's sake. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, keep you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, bring you to everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you, and also with you.
Good morning, everyone, and welcome to St. John's on this crisp fall morning. It's a pleasure to see you all here today with us. Um, first of all, I'd like to thank all those who worked so, so very hard uh, to, to lead up to last night's wine tasting and silent auction. Tremendous amount of work, but we, we had a great time. We put on our best for, the, for this community and, uh, and raised a good deal of money for our, for our ministries and mission. So it was a good night. So thank you, and God bless you all who participated in that, uh, either in helping prepare, hosting, or, or, or coming out. It was a wonderful, wonderful event. Uh, this week, or especially tomorrow, we'll have our ECW luncheon, which is the, the Women of the Church luncheon. Uh, Catherine, my wife, has prepared a Hallows Tide uh, tri trivia, so it'll be like a Jeopardy day. Uh, that's between 12 and 1. It's a, be a, a really nice lunch. A nursery is provided, so women of the church, you are invited. Um, so, so, so please plan on attending if you're able. Uh, upcoming uh, this next week, uh, as we all know, is, is election week. Uh, in our notes from Patmos, I sent out an article uh, or a, a sort of pictorial invitation to our Red Mass. Uh, that, that is not an acknowledgment of a political party, but rather a votive Mass of the Holy Spirit. The color when it's a feast of the Holy Spirit is red, so hence the, the, the uh, Red Mass. So on that morning at 7.30, uh, we will gather in the chapel and ask God's prayers uh, or ask prayers and offer the Eucharist for God's governance and providence and guidance in our land. Uh, so, so that will be that day. Uh, the, the term Red Mass also comes, it's very common uh, place to, to have a Mass of the Holy Spirit when Congress convenes or our president's elected and things like that. So, um, so we will do that here in our own town. Uh, All Souls Day Requiem Mass is coming up next weekend. After our, uh, next week, we'll, we'll have three baptisms and a glorious All Saints celebration. Uh, so make sure you're here to, to, to uh, support the Ginn family. Uh, and then that evening, we'll have our All Souls Day Requiem Mass when, in which we will remember the dead of the parish and any names that have been written in the Book of the Dead. So if you, like, if you would like to have someone remembered uh, who is gone but not forgotten, the Book of the Dead is back there, and you're welcome and encouraged to include them. We will pray for them by name next Sunday night. Uh, we're having some very special music that night. We'll present the music of Thomas Louis de Victoria, uh, his Office of the Dead that was written sometime around 1604. So that will be uh, offered to be a, a heavenly ethereal evening. Uh, so if you would like to help us, we're still looking for benefactors to offer that, uh, that, that uh, music. And so if you'd like to offer that in memory of a loved one, uh, we, we would love to have you do so. And I think that's, that's all that's really going on. Uh, EYC will meet tonight at 5. We have our, our Halloween hayride. A little before 5. We leave at 5, or th they leave at 5. Uh, then also, uh, our script program, for those of you who don't know, uh, to help raise money for our Honduras medical mission, we, we have gotten involved with what's called a, a script program where instead of giving, you know, $100 to Target, you would write a uh, check here and purchase a $100 card for Target or a $50 card or a $200 card. There's all different amounts. Uh, and so you wouldn't lose any money, but Target would give us you know, a, a percentage, different stores have different percentage points, but we would get a percentage of that money back. So it costs you nothing uh, it, it, except for the effort to, 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 to get the card from the church, which hopefully is easy. Um, ICS, I've heard when, back when they did that, they, they were getting uh, about $3,000 a month. So uh, it can be very profitable for us without you having to, to, to give any money to the church extra than what you were going to spend on a gift or groceries or gas or things like that. So please do keep that in mind. The script forms are in the back of the church. Um, and again, everyone, welcome.
Ascribe to the Lord the honor due his name. Bring offerings and come into his courts.
All things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own have we given thee. The holy sacrifice of this Eucharist is offered to the greater glory of God and thanksgiving for his many, many blessings upon our lives. Giving thanks especially this day for the way of the cross which leads to life everlasting. We ask God's grace that we may follow, have the courage to follow Jesus on his way and receive the graces that that journey and road give. And may the souls of all the faithfully departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere to give thanks to you. Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, for you are the source of light and life. You made us in your image and called us to new life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. give thanks to you, O God, for the goodness and love which you have made known to us in creation, in the calling of Israel to be your people, in your word spoken through the prophets, and above all, in the word made flesh, Jesus, your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, 
He gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await his coming in glory, and we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ in his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice that we may be acceptable through him being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ and bring us to that heavenly country where with the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, St. John, our patron, and all your saints, we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ hath taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven,
the gifts of God for the people of God.
almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory now and forever. Amen. May the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost be upon you this day and remain with you always. Amen.